Hello, listeners. On today's episode of Cougs and Sport Management Podcast, my guest is the Partnership Development Coordinator with Pac-12 Networks. Previously, she worked at Basketball Travelers, Inc., University of Washington, and Central Washington University as a graduate assistant. Please welcome Megan Thompson. Megan, thank you for joining the podcast today. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Excited to talk to you. Thank you. Um, well, so working with Pac-12 Networks, that's very cool. Everyone, you know, everyone that works for uh, once to be in college sports, it's kind of, you know, it seems like that's kind of like a pinnacle right there of you're working for all of the colleges. You're not just working for one. Can you explain your role with the Pac-12 Networks? Yeah. Um, so within the Pac-12 Network, we also uh, represent a piece of the conference in our championship events. Um, partnership development is the sponsorship aspect of working with the conference. So someone who has signage or promotion or anything that happens at our championship events runs through our department. Um, we work with a lot of different brands really on the West Coast. That's a huge appeal for us because of our footprint of the Pac-12 with having schools who range from Washington all the way down to you know, Arizona and up through Colorado. That's a huge footprint of space to, to cover. Um, so within my position, I help implement all of the assets that are contractually obligated between the partner the brand and the championship event, as well as um, within the TV network and the digital and social pieces of that. So we really operate with the whole Pac-12 network, as well as work with the conference on when we are on site for those championship events. Um, my role, I really oversee smaller accounts, specifically in apparel that we have, and then um, a few other seafood brands and, and meat brands. And then um, finally, I also work with all of our marketing materials that go to potential sponsors. So I work also in the sales aspect of it. So then how is your role now different than it was, you know, say a year and a half ago? Um, COVID was definitely tough on the sports industry, I would say as a whole of everything that has happened. So to still be working in the sports industry, I feel very, very fortunate at this point in time and have my same position. Um, it's changed in the fact that actually we signed more sponsors in the last year. Surprisingly, there was like shifting some dollars in the marketplace. And so we've actually taken on more, um, more, more brands that want to be involved, but also my role has just grown a little bit more. I really was specifically kind of in that sales position with a lot of sales material, sales material creation, but now I'm shifting more to my partner facing role where I'm talking with more and, and getting pieces ready for our basketball tournament coming up. Like that's kind of consuming just my time right now in February. But uh, with COVID, there was a lot of shifts in how we worked with partners and, and things that were missed. That was a huge piece of, of COVID in the sponsorship world, if people are familiar kind of with all of that. Um, but it, it definitely has changed in some respect with just like how people operate, I guess. Uh, people have been very kind through all of this and that's what we're most appreciative about and understanding of the circumstances. And most of your experience, it looks as if you were in game day presentation, you know, with WSU, Central and UW, what pushed you to make that change in your career with BTI and then Pac-12? It's a really hard question, actually. <laughs> um, it's, what changed was just the opportunity to be at the conference level. That kind of was always a goal of mine, working at the university setting and then with basketball travelers. I knew that I needed business experience. That was something I was severely lacking. I felt like if I wanted to continue to climb the sports ladder, 
Um, and this position is, is really business oriented. And so I am just constantly learning everything coming my way. And also too, you know, I, I love, I love marketing in, in the college space. That's where I got just like my feet wet in the industry and I worked my way up, but I also had a little bit of a hard stop where I didn't necessarily get the job I was looking for out of graduate school. Like the university of Washington was great. And that was where I actually was my connection to the back 12. So I'm very fortunate for that. I'm happy I chose that decision, but it was a really hard time. I thought I needed to be in this like really specific role. But when I got to UW, I was actually splitting time between UW and basketball travelers. So come full circle a year later, the PAC-12 job was just something I knew I lacked in my experience, but also a new opportunity to live in a new place and make a little bit more money and um, do what I needed to do to develop myself, if that makes sense, and just kind of move forward that way. I loved also Basketball Travelers. That was a great, great company. I made a lot of really great friends, but I also wasn't necessarily in love with my role there. And it was a little bit different than what I'd been doing. So this felt more like a little bit on track of my personal goals. Okay. Well, can you explain for those that may not know what BTI does? Yeah. Um, basketball BTI, it stands for Basketball Travelers Incorporated. It was, it, it, it's still uh, around, but the, the COVID was really hard for it. So it's kind of been doing just like more smaller tournaments than when I was there. But it is a group that does basketball tournaments for college teams around the, the, the country in uh, specific locations and then also kind of the years the year that I was there it was really heavy was USA team which is the Olympics for college students um, it always happens year before the Olympics so there's kind of two pieces to it that works with it but specifically in the basketball side they put on tournaments that teams can count towards their record in um, tropical locations so you know you'll, you saw the Cougs I think I don't know how many years ago they went to Paradise Jam down in the Virgin Islands you go and you get a little Thanksgiving vacation trip, but also get to play, you know, potentially three to four games um, and come home with a championship or a win at the tournament. What were some of the cooler places or coolest places that you traveled to? Um, so on the USA team side, that it, it flops every year, like kind of what's the heaviest in, in that when you're there. So when I was there, we were a heavy USA team year. So I went to Krasnyarsk, uh, Russia, which is Siberia in Russia and I worked at USA event there um, and that was probably just one of the coolest sport everything experiences all in one um, and then the other one was Naples Italy I went there in the summer right before I actually transitioned into the Pac-12 job um, I actually never made it to Paradise Jam surprisingly the way that like just the schedules worked I didn't um, end up making it there so internationally those were two huge ones and still stand out for me is just like experiences I'll never forget. Going back to your experience, you know, your resume, what sport management classes do you think benefited for you or benefited you most in your career? There's a few that stand out that were highlights that I do think benefit. One would be the law class with um, Dr. Levins. I mean, I think he's just a fun professor and you learn some things that are crucial to understanding the industry and knowing what's going on in sports and even professional sports. So it's just like a good baseline knowledge. Um, I do remember Dr. Ree in our marketing class, we had a pretty challenging um, presentation, but I think that presentation is super helpful for inside of what it's like to do that in the, in any space when you're talking to a group of people that maybe 
are super questionable and know everything about what you're talking about and you come in and you have to prove that your um, your marketing plan will work I think that is a great experience um, and then I do think the internship program the 491 I think it is or your last capstone piece is the true part like you know it's weird to think about when you're in college like oh I'm going to go and, and live in this other place and do these credits but really like you're just getting a head start of a lot of other people who don't normally get to do that um, I got to start I did mine with central Washington um, knowing that I was going to be the GA there but I got three full like kind of years there which was one stability in a position and and two just growth of like seeing things just develop over the years like the in my internship program my big project was um, to do a student athlete um, award show so I started the very first one that they ever had and then three years later I got to you know we did a huge red carpet thing I got all these other pieces going so just allows you to get that head start, I think, than some other people who may not have that opportunity. Yeah, we're, and then working at Central compared to your marketing experience at WSU and your game day experience at UW, what is the difference between that? It's, you know, it's, it's a smaller school, but they still have athletics. What is the big difference between you know, their game day and their marketing compared to UW and WSU? Uh, it's, it's a conference or, or NCA level difference. Um, crowds are smaller. Um, unfortunately, budgets are, are smaller. So just what you do, you make with the best experience. Um, I was fortunate at Central, though, we were really good at football. So we actually sold out a lot of games. And that made that kind of big game atmosphere that you feel at UW and Washington happen. Also, just TV. I mean, TV is such a huge difference at the Pac-12 level than in Division II, and that's just funding, again, and the way it works, and that's perfectly great because those student-athletes are getting their experience, um, but that really dictates the game day experience. So, like, you're really dictated by TV on time and, like, what's happening and how you fit pieces of your marketing game day into that experience for the fans, whereas at Central, that's not really necessarily a worry. So we actually could do more, you know, little promotions here or there, or shoot a t-shirt gun into the stands after like every touchdown and whatnot, just because of that more intimate setting and not having those other pieces involved with it. And then uh, another thing is, what is one, you know, piece of information or something that you wish you were taught in your sport management classes that you weren't? What comes after you're hired with like insurance and understanding your 401k and just all of the benefits that come with your job. You know, that was something I was really hard for me. At a younger age, I have older parents. And so they had, you know, their own insurance. So for a long time, I was on the docket for my own health insurance and then figuring that. So that was always a huge key for me with jobs. It's like, I need, I need that health insurance. And luckily at my GA ship, I was able to get health insurance. Um, and they covered it being a graduate assistant. But fast forward the next couple of ones, you, you usually get health insurance. That's a basic thing with jobs these days. But it just was always so hard for me to pick one, understand the cost of it. Like, how is this going to be taken out of my paycheck? Should I be putting money in retirement? Like, when does this happen? And luckily, I have people in my life to answer those questions. But I think that should be a basic thing for kids coming out of college to do. Like, if you're going to go and work and get your feet running out of the, out of college like you want to know how to set yourself up for success in that position like depending on what your pay is like 
if you're not getting paid as much of that position, like how much should you really be, you know, can you afford to put X amount in your retirement, which is super important, but how do you make those decisions, I guess? And I think a crash course on all of that would be super helpful and would have helped me understand it. Or I think also too, the other thing is when you get in a position, like asking questions about those pieces, like what is your 401k option? Do you have, you know, commuter costs if you're in the city? Like just kind of all those little details that you kind of get blindsided by, I think for a while, because I definitely didn't ask those questions and I was kind of kicking myself sometimes five months down the road. I'm like, why didn't I ask about that? You know, I should have done that. So I think those just like little things add up over time and something that we could, you know, teach people in their senior year. I'm not saying start it, you know, earlier, but if you're in your 490 class, maybe there's a section about that. Like how do you ask your employer about these different questions? And then kind of on that topic, what's, do you have any advice for any sport management students that are just admitted to the major? Not ones that are just graduated, but ones that are just getting admitted. Volunteer, volunteer, volunteer. Um, you won't make it up the ladder, I would say, or just anywhere in sports without just any type of volunteer work. And my biggest thing was like work for free in college. Cause like you, if you're going to college, you can afford that essentially like you you figured out your financials to be there in that situation so you might have to have another job I definitely did I had multiple jobs actually but if you can squeeze in any type of free volunteer work or if you can get a paid job paid position in athletics take that too I know there's options that that I definitely took advantage of but just get yourself in there and and try everything that was one thing I tried the CAF Cougar Athletic Fund I tried event management marketing um, and what was the other one? Oh, tried compliance, tried to do compliance, but then didn't work. But anyways, just try everything. Like you never know what you're going to like. And I've, you would have asked me 10 years ago, if I'd be in a partnership sponsorship position, which actually I did do some stuff with IMG too. So I guess I did try it. I would have never guessed that, but I had just like kind of a boatload of different things. So people are like, oh, she tried it or she has different views or she can work with that person because she understands like what their, their goal they're trying to achieve. So just, just try everything. And I do think Washington state has a great opportunity to give you those volunteer experiences. Like you can, you can volunteer with marketing, you can go to events, the event management group and try in there. So I think there's lots of places and even just generally on campus, you can find um, places to volunteer. So if you want to work in sports, you have to unfortunately put in some free time, but that's just kind of what it is, but it does pay off in the long run. You don't, don't have to commit your whole four years to free time, but just try it. Yeah, that was, that was the brutal reality is that not every sport internship is paid or not even any internship is paid. So um, you do a lot of working for free, but it is, also rewarding in the aspect of I'm working in sports. It's super cool stuff. Um, I think yeah. a lot of people don't realize that as well. Of It's really cool what you're doing. Kind of just take advantage of that. And the people that you meet, I think, you know, people say this all the time and I was definitely one like, okay, yeah, yeah, people, people, people. But I mean, it is just so true to like how jobs come about, opportunities, um, I had a gal who was an intern for, for the de central department at there. And I oversaw that the group of interns, but to this day, just like meeting her, it was for free. She did, she didn't get paid. 
we are still connected on LinkedIn. We work through like a different women's group together in sports. Like she's gone down and worked for the LA Lakers, but just she always comes back like, hey, can I use you as a reference in this? And I'm always, of course, of course you can use that. And so I just think like the people that you meet, you never know where that can place you or what they can do for you, even in that free setting. Like I was in WC marketing department for four years, didn't get paid. And I was, I was furloughed this last year for a very short time, but a gal that I'd worked for there was like, Hey, I have a job. Like you're, if you're interested, you want to know. So it's like, that goes back all the way to Washington state. So your free time can really advance you and meet lots of people who will think of you potentially in times when you're also in need. Well, thank you so much. It looks like that's all the time we have today, but thank you. Thank you, Megan. And thank you for taking the time to talk about your success in the sport industry, myself and the listeners appreciate the advice and stories that you've shared today. Thank you. And if anyone ever needs anything, please reach out via LinkedIn. I'm happy to help. Yep. Well, thank you so much again and go Cougs. Go Cougs.